Inspiration, Adventist Reflections. Now, to discuss character building ideas, here is your host, Dr. Denzel. Hi, family. In the book Christ Object Lessons, page 39 and 40, we find the following statement. Christ pointed to the scriptures as the unquestionable authority, and we should do the same. The Bible is to be presented as the word of the infinite God, as the end of all controversy and the foundation of all faith. Family, welcome back to week three of this series on how to understand the Bible. I am once again thankful for the Adventist Reflections podcast family member who contributed the beautiful music that you hear in the background here today. Last week, we studied about the Bible being absolute truth. Today, we will dissect on how to take its content at a personal level. In the book of Daniel, chapter 12, verses 4 and verses 13, we find an interesting passage, somehow relevant to what I would like us to reflect here today. It says, But you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase, but you go your way till the end, for you shall rest, and will arise to your inheritance at the end of the days. How fascinating to see a few ideas here based on this simple passage. Number one is that Daniel was given vast amount of information, specifically prophetic information that was to be fulfilled for many years ahead of him. And number two is that he was told not to worry about it and not to bother about understanding it because it wasn't for him. In fact, if we study chapter 12 of the Bible, we find Daniel confused on what he was shown. Here is the question for you. Have you ever struggled to understand a passage of the Bible in particular? Have you ever read the Bible and struggled to understand how this could mean something for you today? I am convinced that the more you study the Bible, the easier it becomes to understand it. Because the same Holy Spirit who inspired its same passages is the one investing all resources to help you understand that for which you place efforts in study. The key word here is study. Whilst various passages of scriptures are pretty much straightforward, think about it, there, there remain some that are somewhat complex to understand because we miss its applicability at the time. Prophecies like the one given to Daniel were difficult to, for him to understand because, you know, it wasn't for him. It wasn't for his time. So here is a key thought. In order for us to understand the Bible and what it means to you, you must first understand what it means to the people at the time that it was written. Many a times the interpretation given to the scriptures are philosophical, sometimes perhaps naturalistic in nature. This is done perhaps in an effort to apply its passages to our lives today. But think about it. How can anyone apply a passage of the Bible to their lives today without first knowing what it meant for the people who wrote it then or for the people around the time. 1. We need to understand what it meant to the writer himself and 2. To the people he intended it to hear that was written. 
Theologian Christa Stendhal, former dean of Harvard University's Divinity School, says that for today's Bible students, there seems to be a necessity to distinguish what a Bible passage meant and what it means. It might not necessarily imply that the meaning is different, but one must understand first what it meant back then so that we know what it could mean for you and I today. So the first step is indeed to know what it meant to the people of the time. God sent messages for them unless clearly specified, like those for Daniel, where he's told that he wouldn't, it wouldn't be for him in, in his time. It is important not to assume that all was written with a significance only for us today. In doing so, we can then interpret its passages at our convenience. What I'm saying is that if we are trying to just interpret things at our convenience today, we're missing the point, perhaps, because we don't even know what it meant for the people at the time. So understanding what it meant for the people at the time helps us understand what it could mean for you and I today. But the one interpretation must precede our application for today. In fact, we see that this is something that was important to Jesus Christ and the disciples as well. The apostles, even in their time, knew this principle. Now, this is the thing. When we analyze these ideas on how Christ and apostles utilize the scriptures, there is a greater truth brought to our lives today. It did not matter how old the scripture was. It did not matter that it was past their time. They utilized it to explain their truths of the time, and in doing so, they accepted such passages. They verified their authenticity of such scriptures, as well as their relevancy for their time. Countless of passages are seen in the Bible where Christ and the disciples of the early church quote over and over and over again the passages of scriptures written before Christ's time. This is fascinating. It is almost as if they were saying, hey, the Old Testament stuff, that thing that we think it's just passing gone, those prophecies of old are still alive today. They are not only valid and authentic, but they are relevant today. It does not take much brain power, to be honest, to realize that whilst they accept the Holy Scriptures as historical evidence, they also accept it as relevant truth for their time. So I invite you to reflect. Have you ever heard somebody picking and choosing passages of the Bible whilst putting aside other things that are there as well and saying, hey, this is no longer relevant for you and I today in any way, shape or form? I know I have. And this saddens me greatly because the greatest example seen in the world of Christianity today is that of making an invalid distinction between the Old and the New Testaments in the Bible. The question is, how do we know that the Old Testament is still relevant for us today and not just the New? The answer is rather simple. One cannot read either of such Bible sections in isolation. Otherwise, let's just get rid of it. We must be studios of the Word reading it with the support that they give to each other. The Bible says that we must interpret the Bible line upon line, precept upon precept. And only then we can apply it to us today. Think about it. In Luke chapter 5, verse 14, and Matthew 23, 35, and even Matthew 12, Christ spoke of what Moses was inspired to write. For example, in John 14, 15, he said, If you love me, keep my commandments. And then he was offered an explanation of such commandments. And, and, and we see in the story of the rich young ruler in, in Matthew nineteen seventeen to 19, a similar principle. 
So as we read the passages of Scripture in the Old Testament, it is important to contrast this with the New Testament. It is here that we find the so-called Old Testament becoming and remaining an authority. We find the Old Testament becoming and remaining to be in the New Testament. Its principles remain, its authenticity is validated, its authority corroborated, and its applicability ratified. Just like Christ corroborated the Ten Commandments and even summarized the whole ten in the two well-known commandments found in the New Testament, he also corroborated the meaning of his life, sacrifice, and resurrection as found in past prophecies, and as they will change the world for that point on. This implies that, for example, the sacrificial system that was given for a time and a purpose pointing forward to Jesus' life and they are to be understood in such a manner, as the New Testament points out the fulfillment of those types and symbols, we know that the old remains truth and its meaning becomes even more relevant as such matters were fulfilled. That's why we do not follow any such tabernacle rituals. These were all pointing to Christ. So not needed anymore, he fulfilled those things. Their necessity remains no longer. But we must understand it in the context of the Old and the New Testament. On the other side, this is the same reason of observing scriptures telling us that the reason why we keep the commandments of God as found in the books of Exodus chapter 20 is that Christ himself pointed out to this as means to understand whom God is, as means as a mean to identify who indeed is showing allegiance to his principles of love and righteousness. They are not to be abolished, they remain as ratified by the New Testament. We find this in Revelation 14, verse 12, and chapter 22, verses 11 to 14. After all, there will be two kinds of people. Those who keep the commandments of God and have the faith of Jesus, and by default, those who don't. There will be those who will keep such commandments and have the right to the tree of life, access to the new earth where Christ will reign, and those who won't. Another example is found in how Christ himself utilized Old Testament scriptures to make his defense against the devil's temptations as he wandered in the desert. If these scriptures were irrelevant because they were part of the past, why would he use them to defend himself in the temptations he had? The logical conclusion then remains that since the Old Testament was inspired by God, and since God doesn't change, and since God himself as Christ used them and applied them to his own time, then we must not write them off as part of the Bible that it's irrelevant, but understand them in their time, in their context, cross-reference them with the New Testament, and then apply them to us. It is then so that the old words remain new. It is in fact interesting to see that the disciples, the apostles, like Paul referring to the Old Testament, said that they were the holy scriptures. They were the oracles of God. They were indeed the Word of God. Authors Frank and Michael Hazel in the book of How to Interpret the Scripture share that Christ responded with an it is written because the Word of God is not relegated to a past culture, not it is meant only for future generations. No, it is the living Word of God that applies to all people and all nations for all time. The Word was present truth for Moses and Christ, who himself was present truth. And so it is for us today. My dear family, one question remains. Where do you choose to stand today? 
It is my personal desire that as you listen to these character building ideas, you desire to study the word of God, both in the Old and the New Testament, be reignited. You desire to dissect God's character in the passages of the entire Bible, be awakened. And as you read what was meant back then for them, you contrast the Old and the New Testament and its meaning for you today may be unpacked. So, think it with me. If Christ and his disciples utilized scriptures past their time within context and then applied them to their situation there and then, could we follow the same example? I certainly hope so. Today, I invite you to be a mindful Bible student, one that digs deep into God's Word. Let the Bible be its own expositor, because so it is. I am Dr. Dancy, and today I choose to love God by spending time in His Word, utilizing sound resources available in prayer to understand what was meant then, so I know what it could mean for me today. How about you? Remember to subscribe to this podcast, like it, share it, hashtag it, comment, and find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and Tumblr as Adventist Reflections. God bless you.